0: Welcome to Dropping the Gloves. Thanks for joining us. We are the official podcast of hockeyfights.com. If you want to watch me get beat up by New York Islanders, it didn't happen many. I got beat up twice. Go to hockeyfights.com and search Justin Johnson. He's a New York Islander, just goon, terrible hockey player, but he just buried me with a couple left hands. Got lucky, but what are you going to do? You can't win them all. It's funny I'm mentioning the Islanders because our guest today. You know, he, he's been through the good times, which is now he's also been through the bad time. He's not one of these fair weather fans who just jumps on the bandwagon. He's like, oh, the Islanders are hot. Rangers stink. Whatever, whatever.
1: Kevin Connolly is joining the show. Kevin, thanks for joining us, my man. Oh, thanks for having me. Big fan, man. Big fan. Really? I really am. And are you, I, I love hockeyfights.com. Are you really, do you guys are affiliated, with with the hockey fights, the hockey or, fights. Yeah, com? Their
0: official podcast. That's fantastic.
1: That's fantastic. Yeah. I I've, I've been a, been a fan. I like to, I like to uh, watch the tilts and I like the scores. I like the scores. I like what's to your, vote. Uh, I like to vote.
0: <laughs> so what's your favorite part of the game there? Because the Islanders, we're going to talk about them a lot. Just you're like a fanatic for the Islanders. Their, their team's transition, when I was playing against them, they had every goon in the league on their team. What, what do you like more, the team from the early 90s, 2000s, or a team like they got now? Who's, they got some guys who can throw them, but they're a pretty skilled team
1: yeah they' they're they're a skilled team and uh look I mean I, as we know I think the role of the enforcer ha- has been diminished a bit I mean you know I think in the NHL especially to go deep into hockey you need four lines of guys that can play the game um so I don't know that there's as much room for that um I was a fan of the era but I also am a fan of uh just the game evolving and truthfully you know I, I like a tilt with guys that don't fight, right? Because they're really mad at each other and they really want to fight. I'd rather see two lightweights fight than appointment fighting. Does that make any sense? Come on. So you're telling me, okay, you're telling me you'd rather see Barzal fight a Nathan McKinnon, or a, who who would be his well class? no I see what you're saying no not that I'm but I a, mean like a Anders Lee fighting yeah. Tom Wilson now Anders Lee's not a fighter he's, he's he scores forty goals a year he's the captain but when he gets into he gets into a, a tilt it's just it's just different than you know look uh, I love him but you know, Trevor Gillies I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of meeting his acquaintance in in one way or another um, you ever fight him.
0: Yeah. No, I never. I was lucky enough to ride shotgun to Derek Bugard for a few years. When okay. we the Islanders. So every time we played play them, Boogie would be like, I got Gillies. And he would just absolutely destroy Trevor, Gil- Trevor Gillies every single time they fought.
1: I have this great memory. I was at the Coliseum and uh, Islander Ranger game. And I, you know, I would be able to, you know, it's funny, Lou Lamorella has cut my access down a great deal, but back when there was nobody in the stands, I pretty much would go, come and go as I, was like, please, I'd just walk around. Nobody ever really said anything. And it was uh, before the Islander Ranger game, and I'll never forget, I came around, I was like walking around sort of the, that bottom concourse, and I'll never forget this image because the hallway was empty, and there was Trevor Gillies. They're playing the Rangers, and Bugard's, uh suited up, and Trevor Gillies is by himself in this hallway, I mean, it looked like a Rocky movie, just the way the light was. And he was, you know, he was shadow boxing, getting ready. No. to. Get, oh, yeah, man. He was getting fired up, getting ready to get uh, his ass handed to him by Bugard. He knew he was going to lose. So, uh, but yeah, man, you know, listen, uh, look, you know, that they, they, you could talk all, they, all you want about, you know, the Islanders. Oh, this thing about the Islanders are boring. They're, they're leading the, the league in, uh, in, in playoff goals this year. They have the most goals First of any team. No, not you, Wait. not you. But if you look at the, the you know, God, social media, which is a cesspool anyway, so whatever. But, you know, it's, uh, yeah, man, it's just, it, there is a bit of a bandwagon uh, for the Islanders, but there's also the opposite. There's people that just can't stand them for some reason, which never really made much sense to me.
0: Well, because uh, you nailed it. I think people think of the Islanders, they go, okay, well, Barry Trotz, Lula Amarillo, they're going to play the trap. They're going to lock it down. It's going to be super boring hockey because that's how they were when I used to play them. They were just a boring team that tried to eco wins. But like you said, they got some exciting players. I, and I'm not just blowing smoke up your, your ass here. I picked the Islanders to go to the Stanley cup this year before any of the run. I was like the Islanders, they have the team. They have, I I love the way they're made up. I think they're a really good team. And they got a little fire because of last year they got, you know, they got outplayed by the Lightning last
1: year. Lightning's tough. Look, they're Lightning's tough. They're 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 always they're going to be tough, to, tough to get around. Um, but you know, the the Islanders have a lot of quiet leaders in that locker room. You know, I mean, Matt Martin and Cal Cl- Cal Clutterba, Casey Sazika, Josh Bailey quietly. Uh, you know, all of a sudden is a big game a big game player. So they're they're um, not only are they deep as a team, but they're deep in, in leadership and in the locker room. And I've been fortunate enough to be around them and they're a really they're a tight-knit bunch that's and then it's you see it on the ice you know it's it's a shame that Anders went down but maybe they don't pick up Paul Mary Uh, who who knows you know you never know how these things are going to play out but um yeah man it's you know you take it a season at a time right now I'm just enjoying I'm just going to enjoy the run like I said, I just had a baby on Thursday, so she got a uh, you know trying to trying to explain uh, the importance of Game Five to a six year old a six day old kid is <laughs> is complicated. That's for sure.
0: So is your wife just like crazy annoyed at you when you're like checking the score? When was the baby born? During the, the baby
1: game? was born. <laughs> the baby was born the day the morning of the game. So she was s- sort of sleeping, but I was listening to it. Uh, you know, the, the radio experience is different, right? Of course, you want to watch the game on TV, but there's something about. Watching a big game on the radio, you know, the, the commentators are so colorful and yeah, man, I, I, I I like a good radio experience. One day I'll be, one day I'll tell her that her first game was a crushing overtime defeat at the hands of Brad Marchand. (laughs)
0: First of all, Tim's a huge Bruins fan, so it's funny that we're having you two on. So he's diehard Bruins. He actually hated me, hated Scotty, my Scotty. Our
1: producer is also diehard, like next level. Like I would equate him with how I am with the Islanders. It's a little, t- little yeah, slight yeah, tension yeah. in the, o- slight tension in the office. But uh, who's got the worst fan base? The Bruins because they're awful. Like they're so passionate, but right. they're just the
0: worst boomers. Well, never the Red Sox,
1: are the Red Sox fans are the worst. I'm sorry. Everybody's going to be mad at me for that. But, but uh yeah, I mean, listen, the Flyers fans are no saints. And also too, come on, listen, the Islanders caught all that heat for uh, whatever Tavares got, somebody threw a Tavares jersey on the ice and like, a oh, big deal. Come on. You, you know, what's going on in Toronto. Can you imagine what's going on in Toronto right now? I mean, I'm sure I'm half afraid. of these guys are afraid for their lives. It's it's funny you
0: mentioned the word saint because that got brought up by Mister Cassidy. It cost him twenty
1: five grand too. First of all, what do you think of the fine? I think the fine is a joke. I don't think he deserves any kind of fine. Well, I mean, you know, you look at some of the some of the fines that they stick on players for a high stick, and it's like five grand to that guy. Who cares? But I don't know, man. Twenty five grand, twenty five grand counts, and I'm not making light of five grand, but. Twenty-five grand is a big. I don't care who you are. That's a big one. Exactly, but he didn't say much. He just said, you know, maybe they're they're
0: diving a little. They're getting some calls that they shouldn't get. And they're not. They're not saints. And then, well, the reason I say that is because Trotz comes out in the in the paper. The game before five, and he goes, "Well, Bergeron's cheating in the face-off circle."
1: Yeah, it and then started it yeah, yeah. Five draws, right? Well, that's what you know. Funny, Scotty and I, my producer Scotty and I were talking about. You know, when you and you might know this, when you are outspoken like that against the official, does Boston get a couple calls tomorrow night, or does it go against them? Right? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really know. You know, I mean, do they? Uh, do the refs quietly go, "These guys are fucking ass, You know, what I mean, I don't know. That's it'll be interesting to see because now their eyes are on the officiating and I can't imagine that they like that. Hence the $25,000. No, I, I, I
0: guarantee you the Bruins will get a couple more calls because of that. It does just feel like nature. it, right? Yeah. It's human nature. You, you can, sh- you can say it's not going to affect you, but it'll right. second guess every call. Right. And right. It, just, it just happens. Tim, what do you think?
2: I think it will only because like after game four, when Trotz made those calls, like you said, Bergeron and Krejci got thrown out of like combined 10 faceoffs in game five. So I think it does have an impact. And I think you'll probably see that go the other way for game, for game six.
1: But, and, and I can just say this, Tim and Scott, my, my Bruin brethren, listen, you guys are the Bruins. Okay. It's like the Yankees. Like nobody wants to hear the, the Bruins can't complain about that kind of stuff. They're too big a franchise. They're, they're bigger than, the Bruins are, big, are, are like they're a marquee, they're original six. Am I they are original six, obviously, right? They're original yeah. six. You, you, it, it's almost like you just don't want to hear that. The same way you don't want to hear the Yankees complain. You know, it's it's come on, man. They got the best. They got the best line in the game, and I can say that comfortably. Um, come on, what are you talking about? I, I, the- I, I thought. I thought. By the way, and I'll say this: Trotz is the best. I think it was beneath both of them. If I'm being totally honest. And whatever, maybe there's like some psychological warfare that I don't understand, but I don't know what they're doing there.
2: You saw a big disparity between penalties called between these two teams so far in the series. I think there's like six or seven more have been called in the Bruins than the Islanders, which is no small thing.
1: Well, if you look at the regular season, um, the the difference, the the Islanders were, were... Bruins took almost double the penalties that the Islanders took in the regular season. So it's not just yeah, relegated Tim. to this yeah, series. Tim. It's not just relegated Tim, to this Tim. series. Yeah. The Islanders Should it be were, called
2: the same as the regular season though? Well, I mean, it's totally the po- different The impact. point
1: is that, that uh, and I'm uh, whatever, I'm going to get killed for saying this, they're just not as playing as disciplined as the Islanders are. That's it. The Islanders are, do not make a ton of, take a ton of bad penalties. Boston took a couple of bad penalties last night. They did.
0: Boston Tim, It is what it is. They're not, Boston is not as good of a team.
1: Their first line. Oh my God. That first line though.
0: They're deadly. Every highlight I watch of the Bruins, it's of the the first line at Charlie McAvoy. They have nobody. Every
2: shift is a power play. It feels like it every single time they're on the ice. And is it me or does
1: it feel like those guys play 40 minutes a game? I I feel like every time I look at the TV that these guys, they just give me great anxiety. You know, it's funny, John, you talk about, yeah, I, I have been an Islander fan for a long time and through the lean years. And it's funny, the more meaningful the game, the less I enjoy it at this point. I, I do. I hate, I hate it. I, I'd much rather watch, like, the Capitals and, like, Game 7 overtime. Watching the Islanders and, and you know, Game 5 in Boston, I was sick. When, they, when that score was 5-4, that last two minutes of that game, I was, I was sick. I, I literally, it just, it didn't feel good. Do they have to close
0: it out tomorrow? Or, or do you think they can survive a loss and get to Game Seven?
1: Listen, they won two games in Boston, which I wouldn't have thought would be possible. I think you know the emotions are high, and now you're at a you're at that same place where this could be the last game ever at the Coliseum, right? Right. So, does that emotion get the best of them? My, my guess is uh, Boston's weather has to weather this that initial storm, which will come. It's going to be nuts, and then, then the game settles down. But, I, dude, I, look, I, I it would be great to see the Islanders closing out in six, but I just have this like, weird feeling that two minutes left in the third period of game seven, it's tied, and like it's just going to be a shit show.
0: Who's the guy for the Islanders that makes them tick? Every, every team's got the line. Every team's got the guy that kind of sets the pulse of the team. Who's, who's the line or the guy that the Islanders look to night in and night out to kind of set the tone?
1: Well, I mean, I would think that uh, you know, you know, look, they they have their they, the Bruins have the perfection line, and the Islanders have their identity line. I mean, listen, their their fourth line for sure the best fourth line in hockey. Um, well,
0: let's just pump the brakes on the best fourth line no, in hockey. Montreal's, Montreal's putting out a pretty good fourth line right now with Stahl, Perry, and Armia. That's not they. they that's put a pretty good, the That's
1: board. a pretty good. Yeah, they put point. They, right, they put points on the board. It's just a different role. You know, it's like, these guys are all leaders. Those guys are all leaders and they really are. They're, they're the heart and soul of that team along with Josh Bailey. And, uh, again, you know, Anders Lee, man, you know, he is the, he's got that C on his jersey for a reason. It is very, it is real.
0: I remember one time I was playing in the Islanders. We were playing, gosh, it might've been in the Bark Place Center. That dump of a, oh God, just an, it was awful. awful. How happy were you that they came back to the? I, ball I mean,
1: it's crazy, and and not to mention, you know, you know, you build a, a two billion dollar arena, and you don't, whatever. What am I? No, what am I? Interior decorator? I don't know. But you build a two billion dollar building, you should be able to have play any sport at the highest of levels in it, and so it just wasn't you, built for, those for of hockey. You don't
0: know the the hockey rink. They didn't plan for a hockey rink. The scoreboard was over the defensive end. Oh, it brutal. wasn't over the center ice. It was a complete mess. The locker rooms were joke. Everything was just set up for a basketball seat. That's about it. Like right. it, it was a mess.
1: And they, you know, they talked about putting the scoreboard on rollers, but because it, there's, it's like an eco-friendly building. So you could with the roof basically. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm like, can't they just put the board on scoreboard on rollers and center it? They're like, no, the roof is whatever it was. But, um, you know, it looked good in theory, you know, the, the move to the move to Brooklyn. Um, but yeah, man, I, you know, and, and then next year, the new arena, we'll, we'll, we'll see, because I think the Coliseum gives them a certain amount of fire and energy. It'll, it'll be interesting to see if they can carry that over to the, the new arena, because I, I think everybody now that it's on its way out, everybody, people love playing in the Coliseum and pe- everybody hated it forever. And now people are into it again because it's their nutcases out there. One of
0: my best memories, because I hated playing in the Coliseum. There's nothing around it. Right. It's it's kind of a dump. One of my most fond memories was um, after pregame meal, we were heading to the rink and there was a bunch of caution taped around our hotel. And someone actually jumped off the hotel and tried Jesus to kill themselves. Christ. It was really nice. I was like, right. welcome to the island. It was right. really fun. Was
1: the Marriott. Like, Everyone loved to be here. <laughs> that it, Marriott, was, right? <laughs> it, was, it was, yeah.
0: And it was just like, what is happening in this place? But I, I'll say this. I like the Coliseum better than Madison Square Garden. As crazy as it might really? seem, Madison Square Garden, it's a great rink. It's so dark and the fans aren't that engaged. Right. There's nothing like playing in the Coliseum and just feeling the energy when you guys are buzzing. It really is a different feel. The fans are right on top of you, coming out of that tunnel. They're just heckling you. It's pretty cool. It is a great rink.
1: What, what did you make of what the Islanders did to, to the uh, the Tavares arrival back home game? Did you think that was a little much? Did that bother you as a former that player? Was
0: fine. It fine. I, I thought it was fine. I wouldn't expect anything less. Like you don't have to be do the politically correct thing every single time.
1: Right. You know,
0: if if you hate Tavares, boom. Throw, right. throw your jersey on the ice. I would have done the same thing.
1: I don't Yeah, care. and also too, it's funny you came out it was it was like a 13-year-old girl that threw her jersey on the ice. They act like it was some like, you know, teamster from like uh wherever. Um No, man, it's it's Question, you really think honestly, I I know you picked you picked them to go. Yeah, honestly. Do you think they would have any shot at all against a team like Tampa, assuming they were able, able to sneak by the Bruins? This year. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. you think they, they have a shot against Tampa?
0: I honestly, I love their pickups. I like Paul and Zajac. I like the way they're built, they're exciting. Beauvilliers. Is He's big game
1: He's a big good game. player,
0: man Yep. And Josh Bailey's playing well I just think that they're built top to bottom The only thing that I, I worry is their defense Isn't that incredibly strong And when you go up against Tampa Bay Who have such a strong first and second line That maybe might be a weakness Gosh, when Marshawn walked Who did he walk, Pollock? I was yeah. like, woof Yes, that, that, that didn't look great. good
1: Did you know that, did you know that Garth Snow traded Griffin Reinhardt for two picks that turned out to be Bavillier and Barzil? Is that right? Yes. Like, you know, as great as Lula Morello is, and listen, him adding JG Pajot and Palmieri, I mean, he's come through in both trade deadlines, but you know, uh, Garth, you say what you want, but hey man, those are his guys out there. Brock Nelson, Bailey, Uh, you know, I, you know, I drafted Brock Nelson. Did you know that?
0: Yeah. Like, I actually got did. up
1: on the stage and said with the 30th pick in the no, 2010 I swear know, to God, really? it's on YouTube. Check it out. With the 30th pick so and the because it was at Staples Center in LA, so they
0: How do you get connected with the Islanders? they just find out you're a fan and it's just Yeah, like,
1: they've well. been I I would go and sit there and there would literally be you know Two thousand people in the building, but I, I just have always been a fan, and and listen, I'm just no right. I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I'm not like I've always been. I don't trade teams. Um, It makes it more rewarding when they're good. But I think you know when Entourage kind of popped, and they were like, "Wait a second, this is this is the guy that's been sitting." pretty much by himself in the for (laughs) for the last bunch of years. And, uh, you know, I would, I would pop a bunch of uh, stuff on, on entourage. And then finally they reached out. I've had, had a really good relationship with them, but you know, the truth is I live in LA, you know? So when I do go, like I started saying, if they, if they get past Boston, I have to, I have to try to make, I got to try to make it back for, you know, one of these games. So We'll see. Josh, if
0: they play Vegas, that'll be perfect. You can go watch a road oh game. Oh my be god! Great. By
1: the way, listen, if they play Vegas or Colorado, I'll be at all of them. That's for sure.
0: Exactly. So. Well, it is funny. I played for the Rangers, and I played with for the Rangers just for a year when they were really good. We made it to the Eastern Conference Final, and there was celebrities at every game. Like the the Jumbotron was just like a who's who right. you know, It's like. Not right now. Was it cool being like? the Islanders guy? Like, cause who else was there?
1: Yeah. Well, uh, the. Uh, but I never set out to be like the Islanders guy. I just sort of was. No, but you are. Yeah. yeah. Well, I also too, I made the movie. I don't know if you ever saw the 30 for 30 that I made about the Islanders. That. Right? Yeah, so, that so, right. Yeah, So I did that and you know, um, yeah, I just been, I've just been a lifelong fan. So, you know, they, they, they've, they've been really good to me. You know, I've been, been included, you know, it's now that that Lou is around, but I, you know, I remember when, those when Matt Martin and those guys were all rookies, I went on a road trip with those guys to. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To where we were, we did Carolina, Tampa, and the Panthers. But um, I showed those guys how how to how to do it on the road. I'd never been on a road trip, but I showed them. <laughs>
0: Well, it's a little different there. It's, it's a working trip for them still, but that's funny. Yeah. But Oh no, are you like,
1: kidding? The guys that were all hurt, we were forget about it with the, the injured guys. We barely made it to the rink. It was crazy. I'm like, guys, we should probably <laughs> head over there. Don't you think games time, game time soon. I won't mention <laughs> right, any names.
0: We'll make, we'll make it after the first period. It's fine. That's good. Yeah. So, I also okay.
1: did. I also did a, a pregame uh, speech at one. At, well, it's a true story. I did. I did a pregame speech in, in Tampa. Well, first of all, they, they, first of all, I got peer pressured by a bunch of rich dudes, Doug Waite and Rick D. Pietro. Like, we got five thousand on the board. Are you in? I was like, uh, yeah, I've got you know whatever. So now there's 20,000 on the board for the guys. They're playing Tampa. And Dwayne Rollison was the goalie for the Islanders, and he had left, and he got traded to Tampa. And he had a bunch to say on the way out the door. So, um, Capuano was the coach and he's like, Connelly, get in here. And I, you know, I didn't, what do I, what do I, I didn't know what to say. It was surreal. It was everybody sitting around, the clock is ticking. And I was like, listen guys, it's 15 grand on the board. Let's blow this out of the net. And I turned around and walked. He never made it out of the first period. No, oh, they torched him. They torched him. It was fun, man. And you know, it was like, it, it was really, it's crazy. It's, they were so they were so young. Right. It was like teaching like Johnny Tavares was like a kid. It's like, buddy, it's OK, man. Lighten up. It's all right. We're having fun. You don't have to be at home doing push ups tape. You know, Johnny wanted to be in his hotel room taping up the stick. You know, come on. We're going to a bar. Johnny, get ready. I think that, Let's go. That's
0: the problem with guys nowadays is they don't know how to cut loose. Right. You just go and have a couple of beers. And I noticed that from when I started to when I finished to where on the planes we get on and there'd be beers all over the place. Like right. When I first started the first four or five years, the last five years, it was just like protein shakes. Totally. We're going to put our compression shorts on and our, we're going to have a nap. And it's like, you guys are like losers. This isn't what I made it to the NHL for. I want to have a couple of beers and play hockey, play cards. And right.
1: <laughs> Mike bossy, Mike bossy said, listen, we used to drink a cup of black cup of coffee and two cigarettes before every game. <laughs> these guys are, these guys are, these guys are drinking protein shakes. I don't even know what's going on. Um, but you know, listen the, you know, the, the, these guys take care of their bodies. They play longer, you know? Um, so there's some, there's some value in it, but there's always a happy medium. Like, come on, let's, let's, you know, we're going out We're day tomorrow's an off day. We're going out guys. Let's go. Meet in the lobby. Ten o'clock. Is there?
0: I've ran across. I, I've been on a TV show. Now that you know, I, you know, I, I've done some TV. Is there a correlation between actors and athletes and stuff like that? We seem to get along. Everybody seems to be super, just relaxed and chill. Do you see like the crossover in Chicago? Vince Vaughn would come to the games all the time. It just seems like athletes and actors seem to just bond because they're always under the microscope or whatever you call it. Do you notice that just athletes are just
1: I think that actors and athletes are sort of watching each other on different levels, right? So it's like, as an actor, you're unwinding and you're taking your mind off and you're like, let's watch the game, right? It's like right now, my entire life is built around tomorrow night. Like everything that I'm doing is like leading up to tomorrow night, right? So, of course, and then, and then I think of the reverse of it is, and you're... Injured. I've had countless people say, "Oh, you know, I was injured. I was out for the year, and I watched all of Entourage." You know, I mean, lots of different. So I think it's happens in sort of uh, your resting time, where you know, it's like not worried about the acting part of it. Like, yeah, watching the game. You know, it's sort of kind of a a release. You know, it's like um, Tyler Toffoli is a buddy of mine, and listen, as much as I love hockey, you can catch me watching the Winnipeg Jets. Canadians after that game five of the Islanders, but you know, he's cool. He scored the OT, you know, he he had the walk off last night, you know? So it's fun to watch guys that, 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 you know, a little bit and, and, and uh especially when they're, when they're having success.
0: So the Island Islanders will get by the Bruins. I, I think that, I think they'll get by the lightning. Who do they match up with? Who do you want to see in the oh, Stanley man, cup? final?
1: I, I don't know, man. Those uh, th- uh, Listen, I've always thought the West was underrated, you know? So I, 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 season tickets to the Kings, uh, those years that they won the cup. And I just don't, I didn't really think people really truly recognized how strong some of these teams out West are. They just don't, you know? So I think, you know, and I know you were on that team, but it's like the Rangers, like anytime one of the teams is from one of the Eastern conference teams is is strong. you, You just, there's people been sleeping on the West for a really long time. Uh, I, I don't like Colorado or Vegas, uh, I guess Vegas. Cause it would be easier for me to get to games. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, listen, let's, it, it, you know, it, it would be nice to, to get out, of, get out of this round. And, and that's one of, one of the good things about, you know, I remember this thing for as an Islander fan for years, it was like, let's just get just like getting in the playoffs was the thing. Right. And then it was like, Hey, let's just win a round, you know, and now. And if you don't win a round, it's failure. You know, and there's the so the expectations have changed. You know, they they we people expect the the fans, everybody expects them to go and and be a hard out wherever it is, whether it's with Boston. Were you,
0: were you crazy happy that the Rangers just laid an egg this year, and the Devils were just garbage?
1: You know, the Rangers. Yes. I mean, how I, I, you know what's crazy? I do think that kid Lafreniere is going to be. Uh, yeah, I know. Pete, you might say eh, he had a whatever year, but he's just got. Eh, you watch him. I feel like he's. I feel like he's yeah. going to be as advertised. Unfortunately, um, for for Islander fans, they're good. I, I don't know. I don't know how to, how to explain. You know that kind of talent and and a lack of production. You know, and that's one well, the thing too about the Islanders. I mean, come on. Talk about the goalies. Like they, you know, you can't go wrong with these goalies. And I think. You know, you look at a team like Toronto and all, all that money, and gotta, somebody's got to stop the puck, you know?
0: Yeah, so Orkin was good. I, I, I'm i surprised they didn't stick with him. But gosh, when you got Varlamov, he's making what, Tim? I, listen. Five, six, seven million bucks? Like, he's a good goalie, too.
1: And listen, I think he got I think he could have very easily been a Vesna candidate this year, you know? Varlamov. Yeah. Look at his numbers. He's right there. He 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 was on the cusp. Probably should have been a Vesna finalist. In fact, if he was on the Rangers, if he was on the Rangers, he would have been.
0: I don't think he had the amount of games needed because I listen. I had Sorek, and I, I I've never played fantasy hockey. I played it this year for the first time,
1: and That's I had Fantasy hockey is different than fantasy football. It's definitely. Yeah, it's I right. love <laughs> yeah, fantasy
0: yeah, yeah. football. I love football. Right. So, fantasy hockey is a little court- more
1: involved. Yeah. It's too
0: much, but it was, uh, Sorokin played a lot. He played good. I think that's what caused Varlamov. What did you think when they played Sorokin so much in the first round? Were you just shaking your head? Like, what's going on? Well,
1: listen, you know, again, uh, uh, Tim, Tim, look it up. Look up uh, 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 Varlamov's numbers, bro. He should have, he could have been a Vezina candidate. So, Right. You play the hot goalie. Right. So Sorokin struggled. And, and then your your other option is is <laughs> a guy that probably should have, you know, been a Vesna finalist. So they're definitely good problems to have, obviously. Right. Um, and I mean, I think you saw it last night. I mean, you know, the Islanders definitely put the points up on the board, but Varlamo stood on his head. I mean, you know, I, I don't know, and I, I think Tuka Rask is, is good. Is he hurt? I don't, I don't know what's. I, I I don't believe anything that Bruce Cassidy says anymore. I don't know what's real, what's fake. I, to me, it looked like they pulled him. Looks like he got oh, pulled. Oh no, they pulled him for sure. They I, I did. They right? He's not hurt. No, and they're going to save him for next
0: game. Yeah, right. when they went down five to two, they're like, "Listen, we're, this game's done. Right? Let's save him for next game." And then all of a sudden, they're like five three, five four. It's like, "Whoopsie, maybe we should have kept him in the game."
1: Right. Well, you can always put him back in, right? Maybe that's a bad
0: look. No, no, yes, you no. Can? Just, He's eating a hot dog. He's he's not coming back. I here. don't know, no man. Shit.
1: He was sitting on the corner of that bench, looking pretty pumped. So I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be. I'm
2: yeah, Varlamov was number two in, in goals against and number four in save percentage. I think probably what knocked him is he played maybe five or ten less games than the other guys, but still he's much higher than I thought he was. There you go, Tim. Well, there you
0: go. There Kevin Connolly. I had no idea. You're so well-versed with the New York Islanders.
2: So, Tim, you got anything else? Because I got a I one I <laughs> one more question. Uh, Barzal, it seems like he's getting better every single game, and I know you haven't been able to watch all the games given your uh, oh, last yeah. week, but, yeah. like, it, yeah, it's just like, I mean, what's the ceiling with this guy? What's it like watching him kind of become a superstar? Cause not only learning how to play well, but learning how to play in the playoffs too. And you're seeing it more and more, every shift it seems like.
1: Yeah. Also too. I mean, you know, the system is set up differently. Right. I mean, I think if maybe if he were somewhere else, he'd be putting up these, you know, he, his numbers would probably be, be bigger. I think it's, uh, it might feel like his production is, is less, but like, look, it's all about timely goals. Right. And, um, yeah, listen. He he was in. He wasn't really. He didn't really show up much in in the Pittsburgh series, and you just knew it was a matter of time. And when when you get through a team like Pittsburgh with a with a cold Barzell, it's just a matter of time before he heats up and he's red hot. And he needs to stay hot for at least one more game. That's for sure.
0: I don't think he needs to be red hot to be good. He's an effective player. He's not like one of these one dimensional guys who needs to just score goals or nothing. You know, right. he's a good player. He, he really creates.
1: Is. He creates space. Right. Yeah.
0: I, I think he's a good player. He's not, I hate to bash on Ovi, but no, Ovi does more. He hits, he's, he jumps around the ice. I don't want to McDavid. I, I bash on him enough, but anyways, I know you
1: got to go change diapers. Have you got it down yet? Do I know I'm, how to, I'm, I'm getting it. I'm getting it down. Listen, it's instinct. You know, my, my is always like, Oh, be careful. She says to me, that's great. Great quote. You know, you have to hold the baby's head. Right. I'm like, really? I do. I can't just Oh no. I can't just like let the baby flail around. Yeah, I know I have to hold the baby's head, please. You know, like she talks to me like I'm a caveman. I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I will hold the head." And then, you know, She's you do the the two low. feet. Yeah, so oh, listen, I can change a diaper in the dark with one hand and I can swaddle. You must be a great swaddler, bro. Six kids? You
0: have no idea, Kevin. If you have Listen, six <laughs> girls, I've been through it all.
1: I know. You can swaddle. Exactly. You can swaddle. I know I? how to do everything. I'm still trying swaddle to learn to get my swaddle, swaddle game down, so
0: but anyways, man, I don't want to keep you anymore. I know you're busy. We really appreciate you jumping on. Let's do it again sometime after the Islanders. They'll they'll win tomorrow night. I have faith. But anyways, thank you. I'm for superstitious.
1: Coming on. I don't want to say anything yet. But uh, I'm getting routines? I'm getting death stares from my my producer, and I'm sure you're getting them from from yours as well. But uh, yeah, man, we'll see. I, tomorrow is going to be oh, man. I'm gonna have to start drinking early. I'm gonna have to have a couple of me before that puck drops. A couple beers, a couple, couple white claws, a couple white claws.
0: All right, Kevin. Thanks, right. my man. Thanks, Thanks for coming guys. on. We'll talk to you. See you, bud. Cheers.
2: Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network
0: of podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode.